0: Welcome to Chicago Tabernacle, a place of becoming. Wherever you find yourself, we pray that you would be encouraged today by God's Word. Please join us now as we hear a message from Pastor Toledo.
1: Hallelujah! Praise the Lord! Wasn't that a wonderful time of seeking Him and worshiping Him? Hello to all of our church family, not just locally, but globally, all around the world. We love you so much, and we miss you. And I was just thinking about the fact that there are people that are tuning in from different continents, and I'm starting to pray that somehow we'll meet uh, uh, one day, that God will get you over here or get us over there and we'll be able to hug and say hello after COVID-19. But nonetheless, what's so cool to know is that we're all gonna be together in heaven. And as we worship the Lord and as the spirit comes down, we just get a little touch of what the kingdom of God is gonna be like when we enter into glory. And it's so good to know that we're living for him and we're serving him together. We're gonna do something now. We're gonna continue to worship. But we're going to worship with our giving. We started the service by quoting Psalm 121, which talks about the fact that, that the Lord is our helper. He really is the friend that sticks closer than a brother. He's the one who watches over us. He's the one that protects us. And those are the kinds of things that you should be thinking about when you give. Because the Bible says that God loves a cheerful giver he loves a giver that is so mindful of his goodness of his faithfulness that when we give there is a gratitude that is pouring out of our hearts towards him and as we do that he sees that we're saying lord we depend upon you lord we trust you and regardless of what's going on the pl- uh, taking place on the planet lord You are greater than all of the things, oh God. You are the Lord of heaven and earth, and you're the Lord of my life, and so I trust you. So as we go to give today, declare your trust, your dependence upon God. Count your blessings. I've been doing that a lot lately. Think about all the ways that God has been good to you, and then give, because there's a blessing on it. So I'm going to pray right now. Father, we love you. God, what a privilege it is to be able to sing a song, Lord, that says you're our closest friend. Lord, there's no face more beautiful than your face. And we're so grateful that we get to know you and that we get to live this life with you. We're not alone, but you're with us. You're with our family. You're with our friends. You're with all of the body of Christ. We thank you for the abundance of your grace and your goodness upon our lives because day by day you keep providing for us. And Lord, I pray today that as we worship you with gratitude, I pray that you would put such a powerful blessing upon this offering and upon every gift and giver. Bless every home. Lord, people who've lost their jobs, people who've had their income dry up. Lord, nothing in heaven has dried up, so open up the windows of heaven and pour down your blessing on families and provide. And Lord, help us to celebrate every meal and every moment of provision because you're a good, good Father, and we love you. Bless this offering. Bless this time, we pray, in the mighty name of Jesus. And everyone said amen and amen. God bless you as you give. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. God is so, so good. Now, I want you to turn with me to the book of Mark. And as you're turning to the book of Mark, it's vitally important for you to understand the purpose of the book of Mark. All of the Gospels have specific themes, and they have kind of like a core underlying purpose. And the book of Mark was actually written for the Roman mind or the Roman perspective, the Roman mentality. And um, it reveals Jesus as the servant king. Jesus was the king, but he was also a servant. The Bible says the son of man did not come to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. And when you read the book of Mark, you notice that he was the servant king who was always on the move and making a difference. Very, very important. As you read the book of Mark, you see Jesus on the move. And I thought that would be for today's message the best title, Jesus on the move. As we go to take in this word today, it's important for us to say, I believe that Jesus wants to be on the move in my life, in my home, in my relationships, and in my calling and ministry, because each one of us has a calling and a ministry. And that is fulfilled as Jesus is on the move. And so um, we're going to be going to to, uh, Mark chapter 3. And once again, it's the Lord's Day, and you have the time. So we're only going to read seven verses out of Mark chapter 3, but I want to ask you to read the whole chapter. Why? Because when you read the whole chapter, you will really get the full context of today's very important uh, message. So that's your homework, and we're going to see... um, Jesus in that chapter doing so many different things and and um, making such a powerful uh, difference in people's lives and and when I listen when I say Jesus on the move I'm not talking about just geographically although he moves a lot that way what I'm talking about is spiritually emotionally financially physically I'm talking about Jesus stepping into situations. And bringing about an absolute victory and healing and wholeness in our lives. Jesus on the move. That's what he wants to do. And so we're going to read Mark chapter 3, starting with uh, verses uh, 20. It's going to be from 20 to 27. And I just want to read it and pray. And then we're going to get right into this very, very important word. So Mark chapter 3, beginning with verse 20, says this, Then Jesus entered a house, and again a crowd gathered, so that he and his disciples were not even able to eat. This was a real busy day in the life of Christ. When his family heard about this, they went to take charge of him, for they said he's out of his mind. So now Jesus' own family was saying that he's crazy. It says, and the teachers of the law who came down from Jerusalem said, he is possessed by Beelzebul, by the prince of demons. He is driving out demons. He's doing it by the devil. So Jesus called them over to him and began to speak to them in parables. And listen to this. How can Satan drive out Satan? This is important. Here's the crux of the message. If a kingdom is divided against itself that kingdom cannot stand. If a house is divided against itself, that house cannot stand. That was the same back then, and it's the same today. And if Satan opposes himself and is is divided, he cannot stand. His end has come. Now, I've just read some very, very important verses to all of us, and I want to pray that we would receive deeply today and that Jesus would move in power. So let me pray. Father, thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. And Lord, I ask that you would visit every household. God, I ask that you would visit every office space, people who might be in a car. Wherever your people find themselves as they take in this message, Lord, I pray that you would be Jesus on the move and that there would be a deep and a profound visitation today. So bless your word. God, help my feeble lips, Lord, and do something beautiful and wonderful, oh God. We trust you to do these things in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen and amen. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now, here's what Jesus is doing in this chapter. Jesus is healing the sick and dealing with impure spirits. Jesus is healing the sick and dealing with impure spirits. When you read the whole chapter, you're going to see that this is a major part of what's happening all throughout uh, uh, this particular chapter. And everyone knows what it means to be healed. We understand what physical sickness is. But for the sake of us getting the most out of this text, I want to talk about what an impure spirit is. Okay? So listen to this. An impure spirit is a spiritual being that is rebellious and hostile to God and anyone allied with Him. Okay? A spiritual being that is rebellious. And hostile to God and anyone allied with him. Now, impure spirits were at work in that time. And guess what? Impure spirits are at work today. And impure spirits influence people. And they can even influence God's people. Here are some key words that are associated with this root word in the Greek. It means to be lacking opportunity, having no chance, no hope lacking favor, to live in a state of being unwelcome. An impure spirit will always push us towards hopelessness, towards distance from other people, towards isolation and solo living. And here's what we need to understand. You don't have to be demon-possessed to be influenced by an impure spirit. Some people think, well, if I'm, not, if I'm not rolling around the ground, if I'm not frothing at the mouth, uh, then, then the devil's not bothering me. But no, you need to ask yourself who's influencing you. You need to think about when you, what are you doing with your mind and your heart and your energy and your thoughts? Who and what is influencing you? You mean to tell me that some people are telling Jesus they know him? His own family is saying that he's crazy. Well, who is influencing them? This is, the, this is the family. You don't think that Satan is a deceiver. He's a slyer. He's a slanderer. He's out to deceive all of us because he's an impure spirit. He's hostile to God, and he's hostile to anyone that is aligned with God. So if you're aligned with God, we say this all the time, You know, the truth of the matter is, is there is a target on your back and on my back. Because we belong to Jesus, and because we belong to Jesus, Satan despises us, and he hates us, and he desires to steal, kill, and destroy. So we have to be sensitive to who's influencing us. Think about your day. Think about your relationships. Think about what's happening. What kind of position are you taking on things? Are you taking a worldly position on something? Are you taking an ungodly position or a holy position or a godly position? Who is influencing you? Because guess what, guys? There are impure spirits out there. That's the facts. But greater is he that is in us Than he that is in the world. Blessed be the name of the Lord. This is a very, very important thing for us to be thinking about. Think about this. His family saying that he's crazy. The Pharisees were saying that he was demon-possessed himself, that he was aligned with Satan. His the Pharisees were criticizing him for doing a miracle on the Sabbath. And this is, they, they had a partially a religious spirit. They were saying the Sabbath was only for rest and reflection. But can I tell you something? As we gather, as you're in your house, as, as I'm in my house, I'm so glad that you've set aside time to hear a message. But there's so much more than just rest and reflection. Jesus was declaring 2,000 years ago, and he's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. The Sabbath, when we stop and when we, we listen to a message, when we gather together, whether we're separated or not, we are one in the spirit. As we separate, this is not just a time for rest and reflection and worship. This is a time for us to experience Jesus on the move. This is a day for healing. This is a day to be touched by God. This is a day to have a powerful meeting with God in your kitchen, in your house, wherever you find yourself. That's what Jesus wants to do. That's the way of the Lord. He's a God of love, of life, of freedom, and of power. And so you have these two opposing opinions. Who is Jesus? And what is everyone saying about Jesus? And what I want to do is I want to look at the Lord's reply. Okay, look at what Jesus said to the things that people were saying, because I believe these things are very, very important. First of all, Jesus said, division doesn't work. Okay, don't accuse me of being divided, because guess what? No matter how you slice it, division doesn't work. Everything divided will fall. What Jesus was doing is he was exposing their bad theology, their faulty logic. Satan would never uh, fight against Satan because that would be foolish, okay? And he was saying division doesn't work at any level at any time, and he was declaring that, look, you better be mindful of what is influencing you because if you're divided, get ready. Listen, here's the truth. If you're divided in your house, if you're divided in your marriage, if you're divided in your relationships, please think about the people that you belong to. We belong to to certain family, a certain family and certain friends. We should be united and not divided because what Jesus is saying is that any kingdom, any house that is divided cannot stand. So I think we should be pursuing peace, amen? Listen to this. This reminds me of the first recorded peace treaty in all of history. In 1250 BC, okay, there was a, the the first recorded peace treaty in history took place between the Egyptians and the Hittites, which were two very significant world powers. There were actually four significant powers at that time. These were two, and they were constantly fighting against each other and, and here's the bottom line. I'm going to read this to you in a second. But the bottom line is they had things to do. They had uh, things that they wanted to accomplish, each of the kings. And so here's what they decided. It says, the, the Egyptians, led by Ramesses, aimed to build construction projects and wealth through trade while facing security threats from the Libyans. So the Egyptians were fighting the Hittites, but they also had threats from the Libyans. But they had stuff to do. They wanted to. to, They had construction projects. They wanted to increase their trade. Then the Hittites, which were whose ruler was Hattusili, okay, whose ruler was Hattusili, he, uh, uh, having usurped the throne, needed an external power to legitimize his rule. So he took the throne by force, and he needed an ally to legitimize his new, his new kingdom. And so here's what they decided. They decided to make a peace treaty. They said, instead of fighting and draining one another, why don't we just make a peace treaty? And that peace treaty was called the Eternal Treaty. Here's what it really comes down to. They fundamentally said this. Okay, living with division consumes, listen, the precious resources of time, energy, creativity, and relationships. Let me say that one more time because this is where this really starts to apply. All of your relationships, all of my relationships, okay, your calling, my calling, whenever we give in to division whenever we give in to the influences that cause us to live divided when we should live in peace, here's the cost, okay? If, whenever we give in to fighting and, 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 and all of the arguing and the bickering, here's what we're sacrificing. First of all, we're sacrificing time, and time is precious. Don't waste time. You can never get time back. Secondly, we're sacrificing our energy. Everyone only has so many energy units in a day or in a week. And if you give your energy to division, if you give your energy to fighting and to, and to fussing and, to, and to, to being in conflict with people or even in your own heart with God, well, that's a loss of energy that could be channeled into your God-given creativity. You see, God made every person special and unique And through the uniqueness of who you are, God wants to bless you and make you a blessing. But when we live in division, when we allow division into our homes, into our lives, into our hearts and our minds, you know, you could be double-minded, the Bible says. When you become double-minded, these are the things that we're sacrificing. And then finally, obviously, there's relationships. Division destroys relationships. And Jesus was saying, Division doesn't work. And here's what I would say hey, why not pursue peace? I don't know what you're struggling with today, but I know this as we're cooped up, there's greater levels of stress, greater levels of difficulty. It's getting harder and harder as. The COVID crisis continues for us to live in peace and harmony with others and with ourselves. But in the name of Jesus, we must declare peace. Blessed are the peacemakers. We need peace. And when we end today, we are praying for the Spirit of God to send a supernatural blanket of peace. Over every home, over every heart because we don't want to lose out. We want the blessing of the Lord. Look at what what, uh, uh, David said. He actually prayed this. Maybe we should pray this today, right? Psalm 86 11 says this, teach me your way, Lord, and his way is never division. God doesn't call us to be, to live in division. Okay, teach me your way, Lord, that I may rely on your faithfulness. Look at what he says. Give me an undivided heart that I may fear your name. You know what David was praying? He was saying this, Lord, let my heart be sold out to you. Help me, Lord, send your grace, send your power, move in my life so that when I make choices, my heart is not over here and over here. Unite my heart so that I'll fear your name and honor your name. It's not God's will. Listen, whatever you do, don't allow division because division is a tactic of Satan that always brings a downfall. So you, you go to, to uh, uh, solve a problem today with your spouse. You have a budget meeting. Um, you've, you're processing with your kids. I need children to listen today. At the end of this message, I'm going to ask the kids to help us to pray, okay, because childlike faith is powerful. Can I tell you, the word of the Lord is he wants to do a work of unity. He is not a God of division. God hates division. God wants our homes, even in the COVID crisis, to be homes of unity and peace. I know I can't hear you, but please say a strong amen. Amen. So the first thing Jesus says to them is, listen, listen, um, division doesn't work. My kingdom is not divided, and division doesn't work. Then here's what the second thing that he says. He says, you have to deal with the strong men. You have to deal with the strong men. Now, once again, Jesus is highlighting the fact that, that there are spiritual forces at work. What's the purpose of a message like today? The purpose of this message is to remind us that we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers and spiritual wickedness in high places. In other words, there are wicked forces that would love to steal and kill, rob our peace, rob our hope, rob our love, rob our joy. We have have a higher source of peace. We have a higher source of joy. God is our provider. He's the one that we rest in. And so as the people of God, we can be good, really, really good in him. But the enemy comes to bring division. If you're constantly thinking, look, in the same way that Jesus says, look, the devil doesn't heal people per se, And and bless people and help people. That's not what he does. The devil destroys people. Well, listen, when the Spirit of God is on the move, he doesn't bring division. He brings wholeness and healing. But here's the way the Spirit of God has to do it. The strong man has to be dealt with. Jesus was talking about the devil. Jesus was talking about the prince Of darkness and the kingdom of darkness listen to what Matthew Henry said about this particular issue he said Satan is so subtle that he will never voluntarily quit his possession so what that means is that when Satan gets a hold of someone or somebody or something he will not give it up voluntarily it has to be taken from him We live in an adversarial world, and what Jesus is saying is, if you want to get something from the strong man, you have to deal with the strong man. It's not just going to go away, brothers and sisters. Things just don't lift. We need to invite Jesus in to deal with the strong man. We need to understand that Jesus is on the move. And he's ready to heal the sick and to deal with every impure spirit by his mighty power. Blessed be the name of the Lord that we can call upon the Lord and he can move in power in our homes. That's the kind of God that we serve. The musicians would come. Listen to this. Listen to this. Satan will never let you go unless you fight him. And when the Bible says no one can break into a strong man's house and take away his belongings unless he first ties up the strong man, then he can plunder his house. Here's what Jesus was doing. Listen closely. As he was speaking to the Pharisees, he was actually reminding them of a promise and prophecy from the book of Isaiah. Look at this, uh, uh, brothers and sisters. In Isaiah 49, it says, Can plunder be taken from warriors or captives be rescued from the fierce? But this is what the Lord says. Yes, captives will be taken from warriors and plunder retrieved, which means restored or given back from the fierce. Why? Because I will contend with those who contend with you and your children I will save. So Jesus was prophesying, I will deal with the strong man. If you invite me in, I will deal with the strong man in your life. I will come against him. No matter how great the force, no matter how great the difficulty, I will come by my mighty power. And listen, even though you feel like someone, someone that you love is so bound in such a dark prison, hallelujah, Jesus can set them free. Because whom the sun sets free is free indeed. Jesus promised, it doesn't matter how fierce they are, I'm more fierce than they are. It doesn't matter what kind of warriors they are, I am a greater warrior than they are. So good to know that Jesus declared, the battle belongs to the Lord. The battle belongs to the Lord. But you have to deal with the strong men Here's what Jesus is declaring. As we go, we're going to close now. But Jesus is saying three things about himself. That as we go to pray, here's what you have to receive. Jesus is declaring, first of all, that he is stronger. Do you believe that today? Do you believe that Jesus is stronger perhaps than the drug addiction that some family member of yours has? Do you believe that Jesus is stronger than some perversion that is binding you or someone that you love? Do you believe that Jesus is stronger than than even your, your empty bank account? Hallelujah. Jesus is saying, I'm stronger. And today we're saying, Lord, you are stronger than the strong man. You're higher than the highest. You're greater than the greatest. And I believe and I receive that Jesus is stronger. Whatever's ailing you, whatever you're battling with, whatever you're struggling with, sickness, COVID, whatever it might be, in the name of Jesus, we can be made whole because he's stronger. Secondly, he's declaring that he's a confronter. Now this is very important. He's a confronter. Jesus doesn't cohabitate with the devil. When Jesus steps in, the devil has to go out. When Jesus is invited in, the devil has to leave. Every knee shall bow, every tongue shall confess that Jesus is Lord. Look, when you read the story of the, the, the Gospels, when you read the Gospels and you see Jesus coming into contact with, with demon-possessed people, Jesus would often tell them, shut up and be quiet. But you know what they would say? They would say, son of God, you know, God most high, they would confess his greatness and his glory and they would beg him and say, please don't torture us because when when push comes to shove, when Jesus confronts Satan, Jesus is greater and Jesus is a confronter. They knew every time he showed up, they had to get out. And I'm believing that for today. I'm believing that Jesus is gonna show up at your house today and guess what? The devil's getting out. The devil's getting out. We are coming into a place of agreement. Our God is on the move and making a difference. Our God is healing the sick, and he's causing every impure, unholy influence to be gone. Unholy, impure division is not God's will for your house or for my house. It's not God's will for your children or my children, for your marriage or my marriage, for whatever belongs to us. We are children of peace. We are children of the Most High God. God has come so that we would walk in freedom where the spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Hallelujah. And here's the last thing. I love this about the Lord. He's a restorer. He's saying, no matter how fierce they are, can the plunder be retrieved? Meaning, regardless of whether you made a bad decision or uh, a... or a mistake, regardless of whether you dug a pit yourself, when we turn to the merciful one, to the loving one, when we turn to Jesus, regardless if in your marriage you have said so many awful things, and there have been so many wounds, so much hurt, so much pain, do you realize that Jesus shed his blood, by his stripes we are healed. Relationships can be healed and restored. Hearts and minds can be healed and restored. Why? Because Jesus is a restorer. And it's a, it's a, guys, I wish you could stand where I stand, because you know what? I'm talking to a camera, you know, I wish I could see your face, but I can't see your face. But here's what I know. I know the Holy Spirit is with you right now. We're not talking about about the issues of men. We're talking about the kingdom of God. The kingdom of God is with us. The kingdom of God is upon us. Jesus as we touch and agree regardless of our distance Jesus will come and he'll remove the division Jesus will come and he'll heal the sickness Jesus will come by his mighty power and he'll restore that which was taken from us and that's what we want to do we want to invite him to come we want to invite him to come so as I go to close if the singers could come listen to this has he stolen your peace the peace of your heart or your home, Jesus is on the move today. Has he stolen your hope? Are you living in depression? Are you living in a state of discouragement? I want you to invite Jesus in because he's on the move. He's going to give you joy unspeakable. Has he stolen your purity? Has he stolen your discipline? So many of us, we've lost our sense of discipline. Hallelujah. The fruit of the spirit is self-control. Jesus is on the move. He removes the impurity, he restores the deformity. In Joel chapter two, the Bible says, I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten. You know what that means? What that means is Jesus said, some of us have had years stolen from us. And in an instant, he's going to begin to restore the years. Yes. But we need to pray and we need to believe. You know, I was thinking, as I was preparing for this, you guys need to understand, I I, I preach a message to myself, and I pray it for you. Yes And as I was praying for you. I was saying, Lord, give us childlike faith today. I'm so happy that right now, in many cases, the kids are right in our house. If you have children, invite them into the room right now. Because the Bible says the faith of a child can do incredible things. So I want you to invite the kids into the room right now. And kids, if you're listening to me, I need your faith right now. I need you to believe God to heal one of your sick family members. I need you to pray and even if you don't understand what's going on, I need you to invite Jesus to be on the move in your house. Your parents may have all the details, but right here, right now, we are binding together, we are joining, we're coming into a spirit of agreement. And as we come into a spirit of agreement, God's going to move in power. Lift your hands. I want us to worship I'm gonna ask my wife to come we're gonna we're gonna touch and agree Hallelujah Jesus dearest father
2: closest friend most beautiful most beautiful dearest father closest friend Most beautiful, most beautiful, dearest father, closest friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, dearest father, closest friend. beautiful there are there are no words
0: there's nothing left
2: our love sings to you Friend, most beautiful, most beautiful, Hallelujah, Jesus. Dearest Father, closest friend, most beautiful,
1: most beautiful. Hallelujah, Jesus. If you're with your spouse, I want you to take their hand children I want you to take hands I want you to take hands with your family members first thing we're gonna pray for is for peace we're gonna pray and ask the Lord to remove all division God is a God of peace and we're gonna pray that he would remove division from families from homes from hearts from minds that no one would leave this moment double-minded. We're not gonna doubt the Lord. We're not gonna doubt his goodness or his faithfulness. Unite our heart, Lord. Hallelujah. So I'm going to pray. I'm going to have my wife praise in a moment. But right now, Father, in the name of Jesus, we pray for unity right now in every home. We pray for unity in every heart, every mind. Unite our hearts to fear you. Unite our hearts to worship you and serve you and love you. Unite our relationships. Bring peace to every home. Lord, we rebuke, oh God, every impure spirit, every impure influence, oh God. Get it out of every house in the name of in Jesus. Jesus, name. In Jesus name. Let Hallelujah. division be gone in Jesus' name, O oh God. Hallelujah. Be on the move, O oh God. Be on the move by your mighty power, O oh God. Bring freedom yes. and liberty and joy. God, I pray that there would be laughter in every home.
0: Yes, Lord. Yes, God.
1: Bring the lightness that comes with the blessing of God. Upon all of us, Lord, together, but also singularly, Lord, each and every individual, I pray for peace for every heart of God. Do it by your mighty power. Thank you. Thank you. And then here's what we're going to pray. We're going to ask God to heal the sick, to restore things that were stolen. We're going to ask God to set people free. We're joining together because Jesus is able to bind the strong man. Jesus is able to take back what the devil has stolen. And he's able to set people free from the grip of darkness. Hallelujah. So come on, begin to raise your voice. Hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus. Blessed be your name, O God.
0: Hallelujah, Jesus. Oh, blessed
1: be your name, O God. Yes, Lord. We
0: bless you, Jesus. We thank you, God and we come to you because you're all-powerful, God. We started this service by telling you that you're our help, oh yes, God. Lord, Jesus. Lord, every single person in their apartment right now declares today that you're their help, God. Yes, Lord every Jesus. family, oh God, every couple, oh God, every elderly person, yes, Lord. every sick person declares today, oh God, that you are our help, in the name oh of God, Jesus. especially in the time of trouble. So we come before you today God and I pray these things, Lord. I pray number 1 that you would give us a revelation and understanding that the enemy wants to work even while we're in our houses. God, help us to see that. Yes, help Lord. us to recognize yes, him yes. and call him out yes, in Jesus' Lord. name. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we decide now to open our eyes and recognize when the strong man is trying to bring division. And God, we pray for every heart right now every heart of every single person. Maybe they're not divided uh, between spouse, but maybe they're divided in their heart. And we ask you right now, Jesus, I pray that prayer once again, Lord, that there would be not not one divided heart, oh God. Oh, Jesus, would you restore hearts back to you today, God? And Lord Jesus, now we come to you for healing, God, because there are families around the television set or the computer right now, That, Lord, there's fractures, oh God, in homes. And we pray right now, Lord, that you would send your Prince of Peace. Jesus, you're the Prince of Peace, oh Lord. Oh, let your peace cover every home and heal and restore. As I pray right now, heal and restore. Lord, we join hands today. Yes, Lord. Knowing, God, that you are the third cord of our family, of our homes. Oh God, every single person, oh God that you are the cord, oh God, that keeps us. And Lord, we believe you, God, that surely goodness and mercy will follow us, not sometimes, but all the days of our lives. And we're gonna dwell in your house that's in your presence forever and ever, Jesus. We love you and we praise you and we Believe you for these things in Jesus' mighty name.
1: In the mighty name of Jesus, blessed be his name.
0: Hallelujah. 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 Blessed
1: be the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. God bless you. Go ahead.
0: I I know this is gonna take one more minute, but as I was sitting on the side here in the studio listening to this message, I just felt that we need to meditate on this message today, but also on Psalm. The second chapter of the book of Psalms, listen to what it says. This is about Jesus being on the move. Why are the nations so angry? Why do they waste their time with futile plans? The kings of the earth, those are enemies, prepare for battle. The rulers plot together against the Lord and against his anointed one. That's what's happening. Let us break their chains, they cry, and free ourselves from slavery to God but the one who rules in heaven laughs. He laughs at them. The Lord scoffs at them. Then in anger, he rebukes them, terrifying them with his fierce fury. For the Lord then declares, don't you see, I have placed my chosen king on the throne. Hallelujah, In Jerusalem, he is the Jesus that's on the move. Yes, Lord. On my holy mountain. The king proclaims the Lord's decree. The Lord said to me, you are my son. Today I have become your father. Only ask, and I will give you those nations as your inheritance, the whole earth as your possession. And listen to this, you will break them with an iron rod and smash them like clay pots. Now then you kings, act wisely, be warned you rulers of the earth over our homes. Those unclean spirits, they need to take heed. Serve the Lord with reverent fear and rejoice with trembling. Submit to God's royal son or he will become angry and you will be destroyed, you enemy, in the midst of all your activities for his anger flares up in an instant against you. But what joy for all who take refuge in him. That's the word of the Lord over you today. Take Psalms 2, chapter 2 verses 1 through 12 and meditate on it today. Have a wonderful day in God's presence. God God bless
1: bless you. you. We love you. Have a wonderful week. We'll see you on Tuesday.
0: Thank you so much for worshiping online with us today. And if you haven't already, follow us on our online platforms for special updates and encouraging words all the time. Also, to all of our families, we love the next generation. And we have resources for you on both our website and on social media. And lastly, you can continue to worship God by giving. So text Chicago TAB to seven seven nine seven seven. We pray that this is a powerful week for you in Jesus and that you hide God's word in your heart. We'll be praying for you and we love you so much. God bless you.